VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the VHS files, everybody, and we fuck on the first date. Yeah, okay. I like this. I like this episode. April Fools. April <laughs> Fools. We're waiting for marriage. That's right. Yeah, Josh is still a virgin. He doesn't know anything about the woman. I did not know half of what they were talking about in this movie that we watched for this episode, guys. I was like, what? What the hell is that article she's reading in the kitchen? Like, what is she talking about? <laughs> anal entry? <laughs> what is anal entry? What is that? <laughs> Uh, welcome back the to 80s. the show, everybody. Tonight we're talking about April Fool's Day for April Fool's Day. Uh, not a very highly regarded uh, movie in the horror uh, '80s horror genre, but I have a, a soft spot for it. And my first thing is going to be Jason. You asked who put this on the list for us to watch, and I said I did. So I want to know why you asked that question. Why I asked it? Yeah. Well, since we're talking about the guy who loves mostly horror movies here, uh, to me, this does not, it's to me, it doesn't even feel like a horror movie to me. It's just a comedy (laughs) more than it is anything, but it's, uh, it's definitely not one of my favorites of the eighties. I never, yeah, I'll talk more in depth at it when we get to the end, we get the good, bad and the ugly, but, Mm. uh, but yeah, it's definitely not a high on my chart. Well, I I picked this movie because I did watch this a lot as a kid. It was on one of those tapes that was dubbed with a bunch of different movies on it. And it was like the first one on the tape and you had to watch it to get to the next one. And it depended on whether or not I felt like fast forwarding through an entire movie or (laughs) usually I would just put the tape in, watch whatever was on it. And that was the end of it. But this was on one of those tapes. And you say this doesn't feel like a horror movie to you. To me, I feel like I'm watching a Friday the 13th ripoff. Yeah. Kind of, sort of, but not well, really. Well, what we're talking about here is the ending and how you're left feeling, right? Because if you're feeling like, oh, none of that was real, so this isn't a horror movie, then you don't think it's a horror movie. But if you're left feeling like, well, all that was basically a horror movie, and then there's, there's a twist at the end, then you can still view it that way. I, I think it's just, did the well, end irritate you or not? Well, I think I was let down a lot by the end, even as watching as a kid, because, you know, when you get 80s horror movies, you ha- you have an expectation. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of it, even with Frank Mancuso Jr. Uh, producing this. Yeah. Produced Friday 13th sequels. Uh, there's a lot that you expect from that franchise that doesn't happen in this franchise. So therefore, as a uh, young teenager watching these movies, you're like, where is all the normal friday the 13th tropes there's no topless women running around there's really no sex yeah uh you know you're like where are the 80s tropes and there are very of, there are no on-screen here. deaths yes either. and there are no on-screen deaths uh but yeah well, because there are no deaths in this movie that's Shut up! you're ruining the movie <laughs> the face smash could be that I mean, was he was still alive. Well, we'll talk about gnar. that. We'll talk about that because there are problems I have in this movie. Now, again, I, I hold this movie special in my heart just because I watched it a lot as a kid. I recognize it's not a great movie. It's not the best horror movie in the world. But yes, that was a big thing that I got as a kid was being let down because I felt like I was watching a Friday the 13th movie. A lot of because Amy Steele plays a character in this and she was in Friday the 13th part two. So. Dude. That is the association I'm making as a kid, 
But yeah, I remember the first time watching this and finding out that nobody died in this movie. I was like, what? Like I felt betrayed. Yeah. And this movie spells it out for you from the beginning all the way to the end of what's going to happen. Yeah, the title of the film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, as a kid and being stupid when you're a kid, because most kids are stupid. Oh, yeah. As a father, can confirm. <laughs> well, it's just uh, you got movies based on holidays because that became a big thing in uh, Hollywood after the success of Halloween and Black Christmas. And then you had Friday the 13th and uh, My Bloody Valentine. And then you got April Fool's Day. You even had Saturday the 14th, which is definitely not a horror movie to me. <laughs> uh, but like I said, you were expecting something. It's, a, it's another movie in the horror section at the video store. That's based on a holiday, so you expected something. With well, a very interesting VHS cover, too. Like I remember, yeah. It, oh, yeah. That was cool a an, cover. My first note was, I remember this. I'd never seen oh. this. This is my first watch for me. I remember that cover in the horror section. Always. Yeah, it's it's striking yeah. enough. It's enough to make you go, I kind of think I want to watch that. But it's the one that you always still keep putting aside. I would not have seen this movie as much as I did had it not been on a tape with something else that I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but that's that's just how I've I've grown my my love for this movie. Um, still, and even and even as a kid, like watching it, still being upset that it's not p- people getting killed for real and and whatnot in the movie. Like, but <laughs> wa- watching it now, honestly, like watching it this time, I had a lot a lot of fun watching it this time. But I came into it knowing exactly what happens and knowing where the characters end up in the end of this. But wow. I do, I, you know, Eric, for as a first time watch, had you had the ending of this spoiled for you or were you expecting the way this ended? I didn't know the ending. Um, well, that's good for you. And yeah, I mean, completely was not spoiled. I of course expected a twist, but I didn't know if the twist was going to be a twist on who the killer was or mm-hmm. if it was a complete, farce like the game or whatever yeah uh so i wasn't totally sure until the until it actually took me a while you could say it it held on to me for a while (laughs) maybe i'm just (laughs) i don't know but it wasn't until the the twin concept was Uh presented uh and i'm like okay (laughs) that's (laughs) ridiculous i enjoyed it i i don't mind the the twist i was waiting for a twist i got my twist so I wasn't, but I, I could see how it could rub people the wrong way. I was thinking to myself, A24 could do something cool with this. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Oh, Jesus. Eric's fucking raking me over the coals about A24 on Twitter. Check out our Twitter feed for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, all right. This, all right. Since we've already talked about how this movie ends, this movie, because I mean, I've seen it a few times. So I, after the first initial watch, you're like, well, shit. You know, the way it ends. You're like, I thought it could have been something better. But this reminds me of another movie. It's a big movie that came out, I think, in the after the 2000s. I can't remember how old it is. Maybe late 90s, early 2000s. That once you watch the movie once, it doesn't feel the same anymore because the twist is out there. And it takes away every time you watch it from there, even though it may still be a good movie. To me, and it's not the same league of movie per se. But this reminds me of watching The Sixth Sense. When you get to the end of The Sixth Sense and you get and you find out that, you know, Bruce Willis is dead the whole entire time, blah, blah, blah. When you watch it the second time, all you're doing is going back and trying to notice all the stuff where he's not there. 
I absolutely understand your comparison. I yeah, think that's what I feel like with this movie is just it's I, after you for see me, it those once, movies you're are one two watches. Yeah, maybe two. But I agree, maybe. not a great rewatcher, but like yeah, yeah a big yeah. twist movie, you're right, kind of leans on that. But yeah, I like the second watch to see if everything lines up right. Yeah. Then after that, I, I agree. Uh, where this departs from the sixth sense is on every rewatch you watch of this after you start to find more and more wrong with it because the continuity oh. is not correct for quite a few things. Oh, God, no. Uh, but with the sixth sense, I still go back and watch that movie from time to time. And even knowing the twist and knowing where it's going, I love still watching it and seeing the drama unfold. There's a captivating performance there between Willis and Haley Joel Osment. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, that's why they're know. not in the same league of movie. But right. it, even, it even kind of like Fight Club. Once you find out that it's Edward Norton talking to himself through the whole movie. Yeah. And I, I've watched Fight Club Whoa. tons of times. It takes a little bit away. Yeah. With these movies with these big twists in them after the first watch, because your mind's blown the very first time in like a fight club or sixth sense or whatever like that. Of course, with this, my mind wasn't blown because it was just a mediocre yeah. horror movie of the 80s, even going through the movie. But when you get the twist in, then you're like, really, you take your popcorn, and you throw it in the fuck air. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just shit. You know, <laughs> everybody's laughing and giggling and shit at the end of the movie. You're like, what the hell? I thought there was an opportunity for a cool ending, and we'll talk about that once we get there, I guess. But uh, I was shocked to find out that the writer of this, uh, Danello Bach, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, but he was the writer of the Beverly Hills Cop movie and Mm. is credited with creating uh, the character of Axel Foley. So he is like connected to that in a big way. That's pretty awesome. And there was an effects guy that worked on Alien. I don't remember seeing that one. I didn't write his name down, so I can't back it up. The director, Fred Walton, uh, TV director, pretty much. I mean, didn't really do a whole lot of anything after this. A bunch of TV sequels and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, you don't have a a big... I mean, the biggest thing about this one is you got Frank Mancuso Jr. as a producer, and he's coming off of all the Friday the 13th stuff going on at this time, so... And that's probably another reason it feels like a Friday the 13th movie. I actually checked to see if the cinematographer was the same for any of the Friday the 13th movies, and he hasn't yeah. done any of them. So, Well, and there's a lot, there's a ton of shots, like when they're running down to the docks, with they're standing on top of the yeah. top, walking down in the forest. And then the boots shot of, you know, when people are hanging from upside down, you're like, oh, this is totally Friday the 13th right, <laughs> right. here. But uh, this movie was released uh, March 27th, 1986. Eric? Why don't you take us back to 1986? We're sending you back in time. Uh, well, Josh, U.S. President Reagan presides over the relighting of the renovated Statue of Liberty in 1986. Uh, hey, guys, you know what the Statue of Liberty stands for? It's because she can't sit down. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Uh, Clint, uh, Clint Eastwood is elected mayor of Carmel, California. Isn't that wild? I didn't know that. Uh, you guys, you guys know Clint Eastwood was into pottery as well. Uh, yeah, he used to say, "Go ahead, bake my clay." Haley's Comet. You guys know Haley's Comet. Passed by Earth in 1986. Uh, you guys know why the vegan comet was upset. It's uh, it's because it entered the atmosphere and it became a little meteor. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> was, that a, was that like a PETA-friendly joke? I warned you these were bad. Uh, and yes, Jason, Metallica released Master Puppets. Thank you! <laughs> One of the best metal albums ever! Didn't we yeah. bring that up on our last 1986? I, yes, I think I, I did. <laughs> I, yeah, he did. Uh, and finally, we all remember this nerdy little fellow. Get it, Josh. Hi, my name is Teddy Rumston. I want you to meet my friend. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin. Who had Teddy oh, Ruxpin? the sax coming in. <laughs> oh, shit was just getting good. Who had Teddy Ruxpin? I did. I did not. Never had it. Never had it. Man. If you had one today. You would have a shit ton of money sitting in your bank account right Probably now if you had so. one to sell. I remember that that Teddy Ruxpin I had stayed in my house for a long time. Uh, there's there's a ten year gap between me and my brother, and then I have two sisters after him. And that Teddy Ruxpin was still around when I moved out of the house. Now half of its face was missing, and the original clothes that were on it were no longer on it, but it was still in my parents' house. Dude, that's dude. We should have that for the show. Half ripped off face of Teddy Ruxman. That would be awesome. <laughs> you talking? Welcome to the H Files. <laughs> so we're gonna start talking about April Fool's Day here. Now, uh, how do you guys like the setup for this? You know, we've got our. our drive over the dock and we got the introduction to all of our kids in the movie. And that's one thing I will say starting into this is I like that they established that these are college kids. Yeah. Cause I mean, at, at this point in the eighties, you would could have assumed that they were trying to portray high school kids. And that was the first thing I was, I was like, these are not high school kids. <laughs> yeah. No, they're yeah. all like classmates all, of Muffy. Yeah. And they're not just college kids. They're like, well-to-do college kids yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of varying degrees there. like the poorest one of the bunch is still like upper middle class right. at least <laughs> yeah. yeah i think they even mentioned that at one time about how they're all kind of set up in life to do these things and yeah stuff like arch that. arch has some yeah. funny lines uh welcome to my home and lifestyles of the rich and undeserving and yeah got, he's i got, actually really liked him in this movie we have biff that yeah. is not a Back to the Future movie. <laughs> Can we name any other movie he's been in besides this and Back to the Future? What are you looking at, butthead? <laughs> Biggest thing that I always kind of attached to this, too, is I was like, that's that guy from Back to the Future. That's the one thing I kept going back to when watching this movie. Um, we're introduced to him, and, uh, you know, I love the the opening with the, the video thing. Oh, and I, I start convent school next semester. And I fuck on the first day. <laughs> April Fool. I think all that stuff's really fun. I was expecting this to be, I mean, you guys talk about Friday the 13th and those movies. The the Just the general banter and the performances in this are way better than those movies. Poor shit. I was expecting like total cheese, like those slashers, but this mm-hmm. is, a, this is a, a higher level, not a way higher level, but there's like, they're, kind of funded watch just goofing around with each other whereas generally in those other movies i'm just waiting for violence to happen well that's the thing that i kind of noticed watching it this time and was you know i was looking i was looking for another angle to watch it at since i've seen it as a young kid and portrayed as a horror movie but i was like what am i missing here i figured i'd watch it with a different different lens and i think i think the 
the characters they set up here are are all likable. I think they're smart. I think they don't make a lot of dumb decisions. I think a lot of things that happen in this movie, I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe they went that route with this. I do have issues with the storyline as we go through this. Like Mm -hmm. the whole thing that sets this in motion with the guy falling or jumping off the boat. Um, you know, we, we understand that our characters here are pranksters and they're going to have a weekend at their friend Muffy's house. Uh, she lives on an Island somewhere. This is a a very like frogs like setup. (laughs) Yeah. Or, uh, better off, uh, not better off it, but, uh, uh, one crazy summer. Yeah, similar to that too. I I got that feeling there at the beginning too. (laughs) Well, you're you're only adding fuel to the fire. That one of my first notes here is I think I feel like this movie is an amalgamation of all the movies we've talked about on this show so far. Because I'm getting (laughs) it it fits right in there, doesn't (laughs) it? It, It's like I get Friday the Thirteenth. I'm getting frog vibes. I'm getting Back to the Future from (laughs) Biff here. You know, I've get elements of the stuff, which I'll talk about here in just a minute. Uh, Leprechaun with some of the casting, like it, it's just like oh you yeah, can... uh, well it, Friday Thirteenth as well. Did you say that already? Yeah, and yeah. then also Summer that, School. Yeah, the dude, that dude that was in the movie last week that was in yeah, the guy that played Larry in, in Summer Leprechaun. School. Yeah, 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 in Leprechaun, and now he's in this. Like I can't get away from this guy. But I, told I also you, he's, like he should have been Beastmaster. There's elements of like, like there's spots towards the end when they're out, like in the attic of the house, looking out on and onto the lake where I'm like, this seems like the fog. And then when they're yeah. all in the house and like, we've got to stay together. I'm like, fucking you're next. Rip this movie off, man. Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of stuff here that it's like, this is just every fucking movie we've already talked about. <laughs> looking at some articles for this and, and, and stuff, it gets compared to scream a lot. And, you know, you're talking about all these movies it's reminding you of. And, you know, what about the idea of it being kind of, it's parroting the genre of, of slasher films. Yeah. You know, in a way. Uh, and, and it's kind of, I think there's even somebody, am I wrong that somebody's in the movie says this is like a movie or something or. Well, like you've a, got the aspect of the guy filming the entire Obviously time the guy too, filming so, yeah. is, is metaphorical. Yeah, you're right. And uh, yeah. So I, I that's just an interesting angle to look at it to go okay well this is a movie that yeah it 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 comes from a lot of people that worked on and with they're obviously trying to evoke that stuff uh but they're they're parodying it in a way so what if what <laughs> if April Fool's Day was the birth of meta movies boom <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like i feel like you you make a good point there uh this is doing things that like i said you know i think a24 would it's not my point by the way i want to make that clear well okay josh oh he's over there i mean i i I read this but yeah but like i said i mean as much of a24 could do something cool with this as as that being a joke like this is the exact kind of movie that would probably be a fucking blockbuster at the movies in this day and age. I think this movie kind of got a little bit of ahead of itself being a, a prank movie in the end here. And I think mm-hmm. if they would have gone a little bit of a different route with either some of the killing or some of the mystery, this could have been a whole lot better of a movie. I honestly think the reveal at the end is the best part of the movie. I'll go ahead and play my hand now. Well, w- one thing I read was that, you know, it seemed like the ending really did kind of make people feel 
cheated, know, betrayed, yeah. cheated out yeah, of like I read that a lot. You know, you've got the you've got the final girl, and you're about to have the the final girl versus the killer. Mm-hmm. And then, no, just kidding. None of this really happened. Everything was pointless. Uh, I don't know, but I think, I think the final girl was Rob. <laughs> Rob, yeah, yeah, well, he's the final girl. That's yeah. true. The Dude, poor the guy. He's that poor girl. bastard was well, so scared. That's the point I want to make with this movie. Is I feel like the guys are the girls in this, and the girls take more of the initiative as like guys would in horror movies. I think the guys kind of are yeah. more like damsels in that. distress in this movie more than the girls are most of the time. Uh, yeah, you're right. That. There's no real tough guys in this movie. Yeah, I you're, mean, you got right. like Nikki that goes in the well because uh, Harvey wouldn't. Yeah, because yeah. he just he's just trying to fuck her, and she just wants to take a shower. So she's like, "I'll go in the well because you're a fucking hornball." Yeah, well, that and he's well. He remember the reason he was there is actually to hook up with Muffy's family because they're rich. No, he right. was there to hook up with anybody that would take oh. him, dude. Because that dude was like hitting all up on Nikki. No, but. He it's true, but he was also like he put it out clearly there, there for the money. There. That's what he was talking about it. Well, Josh. that's how they get a thing. job. Well, that's this guy, other- yeah, he's looking into the future. Yes, he'll take some side trips with Nikki and whoever, but uh, Muffy, you know. everybody, Muffy, <laughs> Muffy, Buffy. He doesn't name. even care. My he doesn't. Even, was, he'll I even go so with Buffy. Muffy, you got boring. Muffy, muffin. Muffin, muffy, muff, 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 muff diver. Muff, muff dive. Muff, muff, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the that thing. That was so Hal, awkward. Hal is so creepy, dude. Like, I would have no problem believing he's the one going around trying to kill these people. No, but, you're right. All the guys, even even Biff. I need to stop calling him Biff. Arch. I feel like his name's well, Arch. I, yeah, Arch. But I wanted to say his name because he's funny. Thomas Tom Wilson. Wilson. Tom Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was funny, but like even he was more likable, even though he was just a complete womanizer. And like, at least he was honest, you know? <laughs> no, he was trying to be a womanizer. I don't really think he's good at it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. yeah I, and that's the other thing, too. Like, he approaches Muffy and like it looks like it could be very predatory, but she kind of is like, no, we're not going to do this and goes in a room. Like, that's the other thing about this movie that I really enjoyed this time is it also flips on its head all of the negative comment connotations about women and sex and shit like that in horror, because yeah, yeah, you've got the one couple Chaz and Nikki banging in the bedroom. What the fuck was going on there? I have no the, idea. That's, that's <laughs> how you know, this whole movie's a joke because right. that, that <laughs> position going- that they were in was the most hilarious yeah. position, sexual position I've ever seen. And we talk about they're in like chapter, life. chapter 13, <laughs> section 24 of the Kama Sutra at this point. Let's just oh try God. some weird shit. That was so funny, dude. And that's what on earth. That's kind of where I'm having fun in the movie is when we get on the, when we get in the house, we're starting to get established in the house, all the pranks that are going on in the eighties. It was, it was, you know, a big thing. Like, you know, the, the homosexual stuff and, and people being gay was, was, not looked upon very well, stuff that we've talked about in this show a hundred thousand. You mean times. the homophobic stuff? Yeah. And yeah, in this, stuff. they're totally like Yeah. That's comfortable scene, with their sexuality. All when of they're them. when they push the bed together and Chaz and Art are just like You gotta be kidding. Unless Muffy knows something about us. We don't. <laughs> Let's fly hide the sausage. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh, only like a man can hold another man. <laughs> it, and it's like 
I feel like they genuinely are just like, whatever, man, it's just fun. Like it seems a lot funnier in this than it does in any other 80s stuff. You're totally right. You're totally, they're clearly, it's clearly a reaction to that stuff. Yeah. It's them. It's, it's their reaction to that and saying these two guys who just want to get laid are going to freak out when they're put in this in single beds in the same room. And they don't, they just make a joke about it. Like, yeah, it is completely different. And that's one thing I did like about this. These people seem like they could actually be friends in real life. Yeah. No, like you're right. They, they have great chemistry. Job of yeah. playing, I mean, that's kind of jokes me and my friends used to make. And I was like, they played it perfect. And a lot of the good stuff there, I would say, comes from Nikki and and uh, Chaz and Arch. Yeah. Like yeah. they're the they're the kids that I'm enjoying being around more than. You got Skip, too, that was playing the knife game with Arch on the boat. I feel like they missed an opportunity with Skip because Skip gets out of the he goes out of the story early, early on. And, you know, it's the whole setup in the beginning with the guy getting hit with the boat, which I have a lot of problems with, uh, which I'll get to in a minute. But, um, you know, they take they take him they take Skip out of the movie really early. And I feel like he and Art had a real good like buddy comedy duo thing going on on the boat that could have made the the rest of the movie better. But with him with them taking him out early, I think hurts the movie a little bit because I think they're but- funny together. But when you get to the end, there's a reason he was taken out first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know, but it's still like that's the one thing I think hurts here. I, I honestly don't even know if you need that other little twist at the end. Like Arch yeah. is next anyway, right? Yeah, they're both they're both gone pretty quick. But anyway, not to not to destroy your entire argument. But yeah, you guys talk about the people you recognize. Uh, I recognize Skip. Uh, I forgot his actual act, the actor's name, but. He's actually one of my favorite 80s movies, The Wraith. He plays Augie in The Wraith. Mm. He's one of the first guys that dies in that in the car race. When I saw that, I was like, dude, it's Augie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's where I know him from. We're gonna have That's to, a movie we got to do. Yeah, we're going to have to tackle that one at some point because Wraith I saw it as a kid. I didn't watch it a lot, but I got the Blu-ray that just came out, so I mentioned to watch I've it. I've watched The Wraith way more times than I have this. Yeah. <laughs> so, my friend, I think the- I watched it just about a month ago. So the whole setup on the boat, like I understand that it needs to be there and it's a great way to set up the story that's going to happen throughout this weekend. But what I have a problem with is there's no way this guy could have applied that makeup in the water. Like, <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah, no yeah, yeah. sense that they could have pulled that off. You're right. That's my first problem <laughs> of many that I'm going to get to throughout this movie. As far as that goes, he's a dude, he's a former, Special effects guy. He knows how to do it underwater. So he just had it in his back pocket and just slapped it on his face real quick. And it looks fine. It might've been like a suction cup type thing where he slapped it on his face and it just sticks. There should have been more blood though. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, there should have been more blood in this movie period, but there's a reason there's not, you know, uh, even, well, there is one spot where you see some blood. Pretty bloody. Yeah. But my, you know, we talked about skip getting taken out early. Now, the other thing I have an issue with is, the whole scene with taking skip out. Like if he was in on this from the get go, why are we following him around the Island being sorry for himself for this boat accident happening? If he's in on it, because we're making a movie. Well, (laughs) and trying to make you believe that somebody is killing all these people. So you had to get a little bit of that. You're just getting that. But yeah, in the sense with what we find out at the end of the movie, you really didn't need all that. He could just turned up missing. Well, let's talk about some of these other characters. I mean, we talked a little bit about Nikki, uh, you know, Nikki and, and, and Chaz are the 
the couple that are the hornballs for the actually I take that back. Everybody on this island is a fucking bunch of hornballs. They they set that up pretty well on the boat over. Like they're Except all for Nan, because she's the, gonna be a nun. The well, the yeah. How about the, the hot dog shot when they're cooking dinner? <laughs> Dude, I love that one. They were talking about it. You know, you see the hot dog getting pushed out. Yeah. I was a, like, yeah. It's a good little uh good little comedic beat they hit there, but um you know, they, I like the other characters. I, I think I think Nikki, the girl that plays Nikki, is really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think she has some like legitimately funny moments and she's funny. I like the guy with the camera too, and how they kind of say like whenever whenever all this shit goes down and they go in after Chip in the water, he's like <laughs> he doesn't go in, but he's like, I was gonna, right. I was I was taking my pants off. Like there were the, three guys in the water already. Yeah. <laughs> um but they also introduce Hal. Who who drives up with with uh, what's his name? Rob. Rob. Everyone's and, forgetting Rob's name because he's boring. <laughs> he's like the least interesting person. Hi, Harvey Hal Edison Jr. Uh, but please call me Hal. Only my folks call me Harvey, and I just can't stand it. I mentioned in the stuff that the guy who plays uh, Mo, like I thought I saw him in something in the eighties, and I couldn't think <laughs> of what it was. This fucking guy is who I was thinking of when I watched the movie. Oh, I was shit. like, "It's not Mo, but it oh. does remind you of Mo." It's not the oh, same actor, but not, this you just had me thinking it was Mo for a minute. Yeah, this okay. character is what I was thinking of when I thought I saw him That's in something funny. else. I thought the same thing. Uh, you know why they call me Mo? No, what? Because every time people give me money, I always want Mo. My name's Harvey, but they call me Hal, so I figured Muffy must stand for something. Muffin? Muff child, Muffo, the muffster, muffin stuff. Muff dive. He's just being fucking creepy with Nikki. Yeah, uh, but he's yeah. very awkward. He's very creepy. And you mentioned Rob being uh, boring. Like this dude's having a midlife crisis at 23. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's so uh, upset that someone like one of his professors said he had a general lack of seriousness. His story should have been he didn't make it into a, a college or a university he was trying to get into or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's depressed. Like just the fact that this advisor said, I don't think you're serious enough. Like yeah. that's what's that's like his bad, which maybe on purpose, like. These kids don't know what real problems are, you know, like the kid yeah. is really dealing with something. They're all spoiled brats. Yeah, they're all spoiled brats, except for Nan. She she has an actual reason to be upset with yeah. what happened. Yeah. The, the Nan character is a very hard, it's it's like, it's weird that she's in the movie. I but, agree. It, it She seems out of place. She's yeah. the only one that's serious out of everybody. Right. And that's what makes the end, like the very, very end of this movie, so fucking weird. It's yeah, like, the very end. Why would she be the one doing this to her? It doesn't make any sense. It it would make sense if she actually kills her at the end. Bingo. And that's what I wanted. This joke went too far, and yep. now you're going to die. Well, that's the, the thing. But they, they make that a joke on top of the other joke. Too many jokes. Yeah. yeah. How many times can we beat this dead horse? As yeah. many fucking times as we want. But yeah, I mean, with the whole thing with the jack in the box, because we got that kind of at the beginning of the movie. So there and was how something. How would Nan know that? Yeah, that how would Nan? Unless Muffy at all. Muffy had told her, "Hey, there used to be this jack in the box as a kid that Maybe. frightened the shit out of me." Well, it didn't know? happen in this movie. That is one thing they do here is they seem like Muffy is very like this elusive person. Like they go to school with her, but nobody really seems to know very much about her, and that's also kind of weird. 
this is one thing where on a second watch, I don't know if it would hold up so well is she's really strange with that woman when she's preparing for the weekend. Yeah. She's acting to me extra weird. If I watched it a second time, I'd be like, would she be acting this weird? I think, you know, knowing the twist and knowing where this is, you know, why all this shit is happening. I kind of read that as she's just very excited to see if she's going to be able to succeed at what she wants to do here. Right. And the lines can, make sense. Like she says, yeah. like this has this has to go off well this weekend. Mm-hmm. That all makes sense. I but just it, think but, she's. But in that regard, it so also it also sets her up. It. Yeah, it also sets her up as like this manic person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty good setup for her character as like she, it looks like one thing the first time you watch it. The second time you watch it, you go, oh, that's what's going on. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you see her when she's talking to her. She's dragging a dummy. She's propping a window open. You're like, yeah, what the hell is really going on here? They they you know? tell you, yeah. I mean, if the if the title isn't obvious enough, they tell you throughout this entire movie that you're probably going to be disappointed <laughs> because it's all a joke. Yeah, because the there's so many pranks. I mean, some of them are real funny. I love when they're at the table and everybody's getting like they're given the toast and and. Uh, 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 arch fucking fall and he has the trick chair. Yeah. That's pretty fun. <laughs> and his response to it is funny. And then when they all drink and it's, you know, fake wine glasses or whatever, like all that stuff's fun. Like, I, I don't know. I, I found this movie a lot more fun this time around. And it puts you on your toes a little bit. You start to question everything and you know, it, what's real, what's not. You've already seen people, you know, starting with the stab on the boat, you know, you, you, you're already seeing people pretend to die and then not die. So you're, immediately thinking okay this guy that got crushed by the boat he's not really dead we never actually saw him die he rides off in a boat screaming weirdly yeah uh that, that <laughs> super seemed, weirdly not uh, that people who get hurt uh, <laughs> that seemed acted yeah like watching it this time i'm like man he's really like going for it here like yeah, he's usually going people for get the, hurt they kind of lay there they don't just freak out and he's going scream. for the caprio the caprio <laughs> performance here <laughs> and i do like how they set up like after dinner you had all those pranks at dinner and then this is where whoever it is tries to start messing with their minds when they keep going to the rooms and it keeps cutting to each one of them being pranked in the rooms mm-hmm. with certain thing. Like you got uh, Hal or Harvey, he stole those cigars earlier and he's smoking one and it explodes in his face. I saw that coming. Yeah, that was odd. I mean, we're talking about April Fool's Day and he steals the cigars. <laughs> Come on. But no, we've all seen the Bugs Bunny cartoon. We yeah. know what's going to Come fucking on. happen. And it says so much about his character when he's in that study and he takes the first cigar and he puts it in his pocket and then he goes back and grabs a lot more and puts them in his pocket. <laughs> well, like you said, he's there for the money. Yeah. He's greedy. He wants to get the hookup. And I love but that I mean, Nikki, I, Nikki's calling that out through the entire movie. She's there's at one point she's like, You better watch out. She might be your boss one day, you know. Like right. I feel like these these kids in this movie feel more like a group of friends than a lot of the horror movies I've watched. Yeah, I agree. Um and it just, you know, the I feel like the magazine scene in the kitchen where they're talking about the sexual positions and all that stuff. Um, I feel like that works pretty well here and it almost feels like a national lampoon sort of scene. Except yeah, a lot more, that. a lot more graphic, but like it, there's a wholesomeness to it, even though they're talking about, you know, but I won't, I, I'll say this movie kind of moves fast. I don't think it really, the movie can feel boring, but I still think it moves fast. Like, I don't think I it's, mean, it's a, 89 minutes. Yeah. And like, so, I, I'm know. always kind of, you know, taken aback by when, like when they discover that skip is gone to the end of the movie is just one day. And it goes by pretty quick. 
Yeah. Well, it's April Fool's Day. So that's and- the question. Is the day they get there April Fool's Day or is the day after April Fool's Day? That's that, a great question, that too, is because the question. when they have dinner, she says April Fool, which I wanted to ask. She said April Fool, no S. Is that how you say it? April Fool? Like, if you do something, you go, April Fool. I thought you said April Fool's. I say Am April I Fool's. I plural. I say April Fool's. Well, she yeah. said it singular, April Fool, like you're an April Fool or I don't know. But she said it to all of them. She's so a fucking fool. April Fool's. Maybe that's right? where her character goes crazy. She says April Fool instead of Fools, and that's where she turns and becomes Buffy instead of Muffy. Is she a vampire slayer? Where's Sarah Michelle Geller? Uh, speaking on. speaking of which, let's get to this. Almost famous. Yeah, I know that, dude. I don't know them. I know her. You Haven't you ever heard of that guy? What, that guy who was in that movie that was out last year. I'm sort of famous for being almost famous. Almost famous. Almost famous, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of people you instantly recognize here for me. Uh, Amy Steele being one again because of Friday the Thirteenth. Tom Uh, Wilson, Ken O'Lant. Ken O'Lant. Well, kind of can't help but notice him. He's been in like three movies we've watched in the past couple months. This dude's popping up everywhere. Ken, Ken, come over here. (laughs) Yeah, Ken, come over here and be on the. He's the new mascot for VHS. Ladies and gentlemen, our new guest, our guest host. He sleeps on my couch. <laughs> he strips at night. He sleeps during the day on my couch. And is- hey, wait, 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 wait. What if? What if? This is what happened because remember, he was a stripper and he slept dirty and he graduated from summer school and he decided to go to school to become a doctor. This is actually after summer school because, you know, they changed his life and he helped him graduate. And then he went on to college. This is afterwards. Is he, does he, does Rob say he's trying to be a doctor in this? They say to somebody, he's like pre-med. They say that because oh, really? remember he gets mad at Kit for talking about it. Yeah. They huh. do mention that. Okay. Um, I couldn't remember. I yeah. Felt- you might be right, Jason. I think they're all a shared universe. Hold on. I'll ask him. Kit. Ken. <laughs> Ken. But, 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 but hold on one more. But then he drops out of med school and starts a painting company with his uh, brothers. And he only paints. He doesn't repair anything. He just paints it. We're starting a VHS Files Potiverse, guys. Like (laughs) You have to listen to every episode or nothing will make sense. That's right. (laughs) You have to go back to the very beginning to understand what the fuck we're talking about. Well, I'm going with the obvious here with Tom Wilson. Biff. That's who I got. And he's great in this. Yeah, I think think he's he's awesome awesome. in this. (laughs) Is Is that everybody's pick for this one? Yeah, because the only other girl, I mean, I mean, he's definitely the one that people would recognize. He was never A-list, but he was definitely, with our generation of people, you know who Biff Tannen was. Yeah. I mean, he might as well just have changed his name, Tom Wilson, to Biff Tannen, because that's all anybody knows him for. And I know he actually does villain voices on SpongeBob SquarePants still to this day. And I'm like, really? I'm like, no, but. You're talking about the girl from uh, Friday 13th, and I mentioned uh, the Augie guy from The Wraith. The girl that plays Muffy was also in a movie I liked as a child, a horror movie. She was in Waxwork. Yep. Hmm. And, and Real Genius. Uh, that's, and Real Genius. And okay. I love Real Genius. Dude, that's a good movie. I would like to talk about that. She also starred opposite of Nicolas Cage in Valley Girl. One girl, and this is going to lead into our next little thing we're going to do here. We're going to do some recasting here for... Uh, for uh, April Fool's Day, I I thought I knew the girl who plays Nikki 
from somewhere because I'm like, God, this girl looks so familiar. And I do know what I actually know her from, but it's because she looks just fucking like Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, get it. I can yeah. see that. I remember from just one of the guys. That's what I and ultimately I, went back and I was like, oh, and, it's that fucking movie. And Chaz is also in just one of the guys. So that was kind of what keyed me into wanting to do a recast for this. I was like, well, I would obviously pick Sarah Michelle Geller to recast as Nikki because they look so much alike. So I was like, well, let's, let's have a little bit of fun and do a recast. We've done this a few times in the past and it's been fun. So I have started watching the show community. <laughs> oh, and I guessed it before we started. How did I guess? I don't even know how you knew that I started watching community, but, um, so I have been taken in by that and community is fucking hilarious. I'm only on the first season, but I'm roped in from this point forward. Yes. And uh, I was like, holy shit. Like I can relate someone in this movie to each character in community. <laughs> so, oh, shit. Um, so I'm leaving Nikki out because obviously Sarah Michelle Gellar would win that one. But for Muffy, I was, I did Allison Brie. And her character and community would be perfect for Muffy. Okay, well, I just want to say Allison Brie was my Muffy as well. Awesome! <laughs> See, this is what I like when we're on the same wavelength <laughs> about this kind of stuff. And I'm just going to sit here and stand silent because I have no fucking or flight what they're talking about. Well, Google Allison Brie, you nerd. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> You've seen Allison Brie, I guarantee you. Um, but uh, Rob and Kit would be Joel McHale and Jillian Jacobs. <laughs> uh i did uh harvey would be chevy chase and chevy chase's character because he's That's like this great. predatory okay i of... know who chaz is <laughs> oh tell me chaz is abed right yes <laughs> i was struggling back and forth with this though because i was like skip and uh our arch would were like a we're like the right. funny, funny guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't want to break up uh, him and Donald Glover's character. Troy, yeah. But I had to for this because because of the filming. The movie stuff. Yeah. yeah the filmmaking stuff. So I, I thought that was a perfect fit. And then Donald Glover, the ex-football guy. I felt like Arch was a football guy. I had Yvette Nicole Brown as Nan. <laughs> <laughs> Because she seems like she could hang with everybody. She'd be offended. But she's got like some dark secrets in her past. <laughs> <laughs> and I I went, I did uh, Ken Jeong as Skip. Senior Chang. Senior Chang. <laughs> oh, That's and uh, John Oliver as Constable Potter. There you go. Get him in there. That's <laughs> the ferryman. And, I, and I, as I'm watching, I'm, as I'm watching is the ferryman. <laughs> As I'm watching the movie and I'm watching episodes and I'm like, I actually think I did a pretty good job of associating these characters to these characters. So. Yeah. And they line up pretty well. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. Okay. So, but that was, that was kind of where my recasting went with this one. So guys, take it away. Eric, do you have recast? Yes, I have a recast. <clears throat> All the ones you just said. Well, like I said, <laughs> Muffy is Allison Brie. I think she would play that sort of sweet, but also crazy. Yeah the two sides of that character pretty well um kit and rob i went with florence Pugh and alex wolf to a 24 alex wolf for you he's from hereditary oh the guy from okay gotcha. oh okay 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 i could just see him crying about his academic advisor giving him shit <laughs> you know he always cries in movies anyway in hereditary he's crying all the time <laughs> 
anyway uh and then uh chaz and nikki i have timothy chalamet and anya taylor joy <laughs> you're just turning this into an a24 movie <laughs> <laughs> After Josh said he was going to make it to an A24 movie. <sighs> it gets a little different here. Uh, Nan, I have Elizabeth Moss. Oh, I can see and, that. Right? Kind of a sweet girl that goes a little crazy. Skip is Pete Davidson. And <laughs> uh, Arch is Rob Gronkowski. Who's that? The football player from the New England Patriots. <laughs> and I see that, what you're saying. <laughs> the, I'm the Gronk. <laughs> I play football. I play I football. Up, I came up with this list as we were speaking. <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, Jason, my best. this is usually the one where you shine. So go for it. Well, I don't know. Well, I took this because, I mean, you did pretty good with your community thing. I don't watch the show, but I know some of the actors after I looked on thing because I know glover and all those guys but uh i went like because i told you this movie seemed more like a comedy than a horror to me so i was like what if our good buddy director and i always think i pronounce his last name right what if this was a judd apatow movie whatever how do you sound his damn last name judd apatow apatow and i was like that's what if i said it was a comedy this is what it kind of be so i went with the people he uses in some movies and some people that these some of these people went to direct and use them in their movies so i went for rob as paul rudd okay as being just you that know because he he I, could be the whiny scream imagine paul rudd at the end of the movie screaming in the fucking closet i could That's absolutely cool. see this movie as a fucking chad app and chad apatow Judd movie, apatow movie. <laughs> yes. yeah 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 uh my harvey was justin long Okay. I could see him, you know, like um, he kind of my his character or Bobby St. Uh, Long or whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Zach and Mary make a porno yeah. type thing. <laughs> it's like, I'm still here for the money. <laughs> I would like to go muff diving on you. <laughs> what a line. What a line. Uh, Chaz. thought that was a winner. Uh, Chaz is Seth Rogen. Okay. Walk around with the camera, making see all that. the dick, making dick jokes. Uh, Arch, just uh, you know, I'm here to catch all the women, and I went a little different. I put that as Jonah Hill, the new Jonah Hill. Okay, not the old Jonah Hill, newer Jonah Hill, where he wants to, you know, whatever. You know, that was where I was kind of like, I don't know. Uh, Skip is Danny McBride. <laughs> of the it's whatever with the fucking switchblade playing knives and i can see him and jonah hill on the boat throwing it jonah hill being a whiny bitch don't throw so close so uh nikki is aubrey plaza okay she's uh, a little kinky you I know a little crazy i like me some aubrey plaza and I'm i can see that. seth rogan and aubrey plaza banging in weird positions in bed <laughs> can we get that just that clip can we just get that clip the closest later? thing I would have to that would be the sex scene between him and Charlize Theron in that movie they were in together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When that uh, happened, I was, my mind was blown, dude. I was like, how did they get this shot? How did they get these two in bed together? <laughs> well, well, supposedly Charlize is pretty funny anyway. Oh Everybody yeah. I hilarious. love Charlize Theron. She's hilarious. Uh, my kit, which went a little bit out of the normal. I had two. But I went with the the look. She looks like Anna Ferris. Okay, a little I see bit. where you're going yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. But I also Absolutely. put down as just you know crazy. I put Christina Applegate. I can I also see put that her too. Down too. Both of those. Both. Nan, good. 
Nan is of the little hoity-toity sitting in the corner. I really don't care. You people bored. I put Emma Watson. <laughs> of just sitting in the fucking corner, whatever. Emma's, but then she comes to kill at the end. I can see it. Classic Apatow actress Emma Watson. Yes. <laughs> no, I said uh, some of these are other oh, movies oh, of oh. the people. They started out as actors and directed their own movies and put some of these people in their movies. So they're oh, okay. from the same. So six degrees of. Yeah. Of Judd uh, Apatow. Okay. Two, I'm de- just two degrees. Two, two degrees, degrees of Judd yeah. Apatow. Yeah. Okay. And Carry then Muffy, Muffy, just of the wide-eyed, I'm I'm kind of crazy, but I'm here to have a good time. Emma Watson. I mean, uh, Emma Stone. Sorry, Emma Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone. Emma Watson. All Emma Watson. <laughs> Sorry, but I had them right next to each other. But I put Emma Stone just to play the crazy, wide-eyed, wanting to play pranks on everybody. I'd like to I see. Emma, yeah. I'd like to see Emma Watson go. <laughs> now you got me doing it. You <laughs> see, it's contagious. Uh, I'd like Emma to see Stone. Emma Stone do like a, a crazy psychopathic sort of character like that. I think that could be fun. Absolutely. Uh, I thought you were going to say for Arch, I thought you might say Jason Siegel. That's what I was going to yeah. say too. <laughs> I, I kind of had, I had a couple wrote on here, but I, I just like, Oh, I'm going to do some Jonah Hill in there. So you got a community remake. I got Judd Apatow universe. Now we cut to a scene from Frogs, uh, a deleted scene from Frogs, where uh, they're out looking for Skip, and then Arch the Arch <laughs> st- steps in a fucking landmine. Yes, uh, I was thinking of Frogs. I was thinking. I was still. I still thought Friday the Thirteenth too. It. Yeah, I mean, there's. There, it's basically a ripoff of a scene from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, minus the snake. There's minus no snake the in Friday the Thirteenth, but. Yeah, I, I got major frog vibes here. I was like, why the fuck they got to use snakes, man? Fuck snakes. <laughs> why does it got to be snakes? Yeah, the snake thing was weird. And then they mention it later, like, oh, the snake was a surprise. I didn't know there'd be a snake there. And you're just like, what? Yeah. I was kind of fucked some up. logistical issues. You know, we get that reveal at the end. You know, she's backed up to a double doors. Yeah. You know, okay, these double doors are about to blow open and, you know, right. reveal everything. And everyone's just kind of chilling and they, you know, they end up kind of laughing. And I'm thinking a couple people here should not be laughing. One <laughs> is Nikki because Nikki falls in a well thinking she's in a nasty well. And with decapitated of, heads and dead yeah. bodies. <laughs> yes. With, a, with two heads of her friends and a dead body. I mean, that was a traumatic experience. Yeah. When she falls in that well, that's one of the best, like, scares you know if you want to talk about like scares or whatever in this movie there's a couple of people that should have been walking away from this weekend with some major ptsd yeah like and, oh and, god yeah and you know kit and and rob are upset at this point they're still just discovering what's going on but nikki's chilling there on the couch like i'm in on the joke and it's like no dude you got screwed almost worse than these two did yeah yeah but I mean, art shit himself <laughs> literally yeah. well literally. he was upside down you don't know maybe he had oh no he got jerked up in the air and a fucking snake was trying to bite him in the face yeah. i would shit myself <laughs> josh what a shit piss lost also keep in mind they had it. they had pork and beans the night before <laughs> good call pork back and there beans, franks and beans franks and beans i mean that why are they even eating that they're She's rich. Why are they eating Frank's and beans? They they make that point. That's how they're rich. That's why they're eating with sporks. Yeah. They're eating with sporks. They're not even eating with fine china because that's how rich people stay rich. They don't spend their money. Uh, 
the oldest lie. <laughs> One thing I'll say about when they go into this house and they start looking around at everything and then they open the double doors to the dining room and it's just all this classy furniture and whatnot. I can't help but think to myself now, like this is the kind of place that you would see on like a roadside attraction that is like stuck in the 80s. Because all the furniture here looks so hoity-toity, and well, it's old for them too. Because it, she only they only go. It's like a summer house or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like they only go there occasionally. So it's it is a building that just sits there all the time on the island. It's outdated, and it looks you know everything about it's outdated and old. And I'll tell you the the painting that Kit and um, what's his face <laughs> have in their fucking Rob. room. Rob, we can't remember Rob because he's boring as hell. Go ahead. That clock behind the eyes, that, I mean, okay, yeah, I understand what they were going for there. I think that painting looks much more creepy when he takes it off the wall and there's no eyes no behind the holes there. <laughs> yeah. What about when there was the severed head behind it? That's a great prank. I think that one's good. I like that one. Yeah. yeah it was, was funny. Good. The cat clock with the eyes, uh, the house I live in and I inherited it, there was one of those cat clocks hanging in the kitchen when wow. I moved in. And I saw that cat clock. I was like, damn it. Why did I throw that cat clock away? I could have used it tonight because <laughs> it didn't work. But well, I, you know, you usually, uh, you usually dress up, uh, you know, for episodes, which is fun. And I, I think it's cool that you dress like a fool tonight. Oh, <laughs> well, that's exactly. You hit the nail on the head, Eric. I came dressed as you. I was waiting for that because we're all dressed the same. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that I am absolutely a fool. I pity the poor fool. Don't eat my cereal. <laughs> but that's another aspect about Har Harvey. Whenever they're, you know, worried about their friends, uh, someone could have potentially been hurt and they're going to this well for the water. And he's still just trying to get in Nikki's pants. You know, that whole, that whole conversation between him and her there at the well is pretty cringe, but I think she handles it pretty well. I mean, he's a coward, but he does eventually go try to help her out of there. Yeah. You know, a little late. He shouldn't have never let her go in there in the first place, but right. He's not too terrible, which is kind of what you're saying. Like all these kids are kind of likable. Even the despicable ones they are yeah. like, they're not that bad of people. Like, yeah, he's an opportunist that's trying to get laid. I mean, that's how's like... my least favorite. I could say. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's right there with Rob was Rob's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's too boring to hate him. Yeah, it's too boring. And it's Larry <laughs> from summer school. I can't hit, I can't hate on Larry from summer no. school. He's just trying to make a living. But I, I think it's I think it's again another smart choice that they're focusing more on the females in this movie and giving them a little bit more, you know, leadership roles, I guess you would say, in this. Because the guys end up in situations where they are like the guys are usually the first ones to die. Like with Nikki, she finds Chaz, you know, not with dead, but you know what I'm saying. Something. What yeah. happened there? They, they, they snuck in with off. Chaz. Now, hold on. This is a logistical thing. We're talking about the, like, once you've been, quote unquote, killed, you're brought in on the joke and say, okay, this is what's happening and you have to help us trick the rest of the kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is what we've established at the end, right? So in a matter of 30 seconds or something, they, they go into Chaz. They go, Chaz, this is all a joke. People aren't dying. I'm going to put blood on your crotch. You have to cover it with your hands and act like I cut your dick off. Okay, bye. And they run out of the room, and then he lays there ready yeah. to go for the rest of the scam. Yeah, See, I guess he knows. I don't know. I mean, well, it's just like... The only argument I could have there is he was trying to convince Nikki to stay and 
potentially someone could have brought him in on the game before this to try and keep her there. She just fell in a <laughs> well full of corpses. She thought she was like completely I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying. I'm just, I know, but I mean, she was so, that was so too far. Okay, here's another question. All this was fake, yada, yada. It's all part of the game or whatever. But the, the, what about the baby recording in Nan's room? Was that really like Muffy knew that she had an abortion? She no, that's no. Recording of it. That's, she that, didn't know. She didn't you think know. Muffy didn't know. That was so one of her explanations. That was one of her explanations at the end. She said, there were a couple of the pranks that I put in the rooms that were taken the wrong way. And I am sorry. Like, yeah, I don't she know. She said that the S and M gear in Nikki's room, you know, I, I, I don't know. She, I, I think she knew Nan had the abortion. I think she did. I really think that I, w- I would prefer this movie. If that were the case, she knew Nan, that was a dig at Nan. And Nan actually kills her at the end. If this was all just would, a, a try, it would give at this a, movie like a, an extra half a star for me, or a whole star, right. or whatever you want to call because it. Because that pushed her too far. Because she had yeah. the abortion, right. and she made fun of her, and so she's then like, you have "You're gonna twist. fucking die." Yeah, you have the twist, and you can and then play you your have game, the twist, and then you have the kill at the end that yeah. satisfies the the bloodlust that the viewer has. Ah. <laughs> Well, Someone's got to die. And originally she Muffy was supposed to die at the end. Yeah, that was the original. Yes, thing. Yeah. But I, it, I did see that they were going to have everyone kind of come back and get her, I guess. No, like, Skip was going to kill her because that's her brother and he mm-hmm. was going to kill her so he could inherit. He he actually oh, goes crazy. He kills that her because sense. of the, the money and everything. Well, I did read that there was an, another ending that they cut where the gang of folks that got tricked kind of got their revenge on her and maybe it was another trick i don't know if it was actually killing her or right it was just like a, a revenge trick kind of like how nan uh nan bread has has <laughs> non <laughs> bread has a uh, uh garlic non-bread. man garlic man garlic man has a uh, has her her little trick at the end but no, she's uh, not garlic that's too much flavor she's just plain bread nan that plain woman nan. is boring she's assaulted <laughs> Yeah, unsalted Unle- un- cracker, un- unleavened and unsalted. She she's a rice cake. <laughs> she's a rice cake. Nothing. She's a she's a pile of flour. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I, what do you what do you guys think about when this finally starts to come together? Like what everybody's just getting killed off one after another. Bam, 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 bam. Well, not just that, but just like how they start to develop a story. Okay, there's a reason for what's happening. Uh I, Muffy has just gone completely fucking weirdo overnight and then is now acting like a completely different person. Like well, they even th- notice that she's wearing different shoes. Yeah. Her hair is unkept, like she's coming unraveled. That was the whole twist with the twins thing that we get at the end. Well, I think, you know, looking back on it, it, it is a nice, they ramp up the craziness. So they'll do like, oh, yeah, they, they do something crazy than another. And they, they're pushing your, you know, your gullibility, right? Yeah. Like that each yeah. thing. And then it, it, it ramps up quick for that sort of third act where everything goes crazy. Mm-hmm. But that is like, oh, there's twins. Oh, we found a photo. Oh, now we found an escape mental patient note on the boat. And then we got to get the, and that, and that, and it's just like, bah, 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 it goes, starts okay. going so cuckoo yeah. at this, that point. I think it's fun. All right, this is the thing. Who fucking puts a damn doctor's note on a boat to <laughs> exactly. tell you how crazy somebody <laughs> exactly. is? Oh, look, there's a note. Oh, on look, this a boat. random note <laughs> from a doctor saying that, that I found at night. 
that's yeah. that's ultimately where I start to have a lot of problems is like you're putting a lot of trust in your friends. Like I I have a hard enough time with the riddles in, a, in an escape room to get out. And that's not for, you know, for my life. Uh, yeah. Like I can only imagine like people probably wouldn't notice a fucking envelope in a boat that no you way. that is that is absolute information you need moving forward from here. <laughs> not only that, the contents of the note are insane. Yeah. Like, the most ridiculous shit like yeah it's it, it, you know it made me think of uh what's that goddamn movie <laughs> shit. but either way the fact that all right you're expecting your friends to find this after they just left the house that had a bed full of blood because nikki and uh chaz have been killed all this crazy shit's going on and they're running outside they're losing their minds. I think somebody's trying to kill them and you think they're going to find a random note on a boat. Right. Right. Yeah. It was I'm making like... me think of malignant is what it made me think of, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause malignant's malignant's like, Oh yeah. Crazy twin cuckoo shit, you know, going on. Uh, when they're they're they finally get hold of the constable. He's like, and, and you don't hear the conversation. You just hear Rob's responses. And he says something about Muffy. Right. So that's where the, it starts to un, un, the the story starts to un, unfold a little bit, and I was getting major your next vibes here because they're like locking themselves in the house. Everybody's going to different rooms, and yeah, it, and uh, that's part of the fun. I, I like that it's this big house on this isolated place where they can't get away and they can't get a hold of anybody, and you've got a pretty small cast and all that kind of stuff. It's fun. It's you know, it's like Knives Out or you know, some little like Who Done It mystery. Right. You know, type clue type thing. I, I really enjoyed the score whenever they're in the house, moving around the house and whatnot. I thought the score here worked pretty well. It does sound similar to what you would hear in like a Friday the 13th and whatnot. But, oh, yeah, very. But that's because Charles Bernstein, who did the score, also did Nightmare on Elm Street, Deadly Friend, Cujo. So he was in the horror score business around this time. Yeah. You've and heard they're some trying of to stuff. evoke all that stuff. I mean, right. They want you to think of that stuff so it's it's not just you know an accident that you're thinking of those things that right. they're, they're creating that entire vibe until the very end where they pull okay. the rug out from India. all right now the part where they get back into the house you know when i told you in my recast i said emma uh, stone as uh muffy mm -hmm. picture that when remember they're running into the house and you can see her at the window staring like this and she's sitting mm -hmm. there like all crazy <laughs> I, that's why i put emma stone is i could see her looking in the window <laughs> looking like I'm going to fucking kill you. I was I, like, that's totally a mistake. I feel like in, in, you know, again, I'm just kind of poking holes here now, but you know, I find it kind of weird that they amp Muffy up really fast. Like once you figure out that it's supposedly this twin Buffy, she is just completely batshit from that point on when throughout the day, she seemed weird, but hasn't done anything like too ridiculously nuts or like, and maybe she had a bad night last night. Maybe she's hung over. That was like, I could make that assumption from there. Yeah. And then she just, they ramp her up right there at the end, which seems really odd, but there's a reason for it. We find out, but still like, that's another thing that kind of jars someone watching this, I think is like, Whoa, this, this made a turn real fast. This is a, a really insane prank that is, you know, basically impossible to replicate. Yeah. And you're lucky that like, some of these people didn't kill you in the process, right? Yeah. Like you oh, you yeah. try to you try to capture Arch in the woods and he gets a hold of you and strangles you and kills well, they, you because he's yeah. a big man and you just 
Well, they even say that in the reveal when they're when they're when they're talking about everything that happened. Uh, I think it's Kit. She says, "Muffy, you could have got yourself killed." And she was like, "Well, with Arch over there, I almost like." I think when the snake right. thing happened, which wasn't supposed to happen, Arch probably came at her with some fucking like, "What the hell did you just do to me?" Like, no, everyone was fine. Once they knew it was a joke, everything's fine, Josh. Yeah, that's what we saw. They go, <laughs> "Oh, we got gotcha. you." Oh, you wait till next year. You're going to fucking die. <laughs> and with the way Ken is acting when he's like trapped in that room and he gets the, the fucking thing put on his face and he runs out like <laughs> if I have to say anything about him in this movie, like <laughs> that, that part is awesome when he's freaking the fuck out that, time, that whole time. It's and then, not unlike uh, summer school where they trick. Well, they, they put the makeup the on their faces. Right. That totally reminded me of that. And I love, the, I love the reveal when like everybody's just uncontrollably laughing, and then Rob Rob runs in the room, and it just makes him laugh even harder. You know, like <laughs> if he's though, having a mental breakdown. Yeah, I know. I feel bad for the guy. Plus, you know, I don't know if you heard his advisor said that he wasn't serious, so he's already pretty upset. <laughs> yeah, like I said, he could have been the killer in part two. Yeah, it needed that final kill. It needed Nan to slit her throat for real and. Like somebody took this too seriously, or somebody you took it too far, and this is your payment. It needed that for the end, man. Yeah, that, that would make such a difference to, yeah. to me. I think, and I think I, I still enjoyed it. Though. And that makes me think that these guys were probably going for a tongue-in-cheek aspect to this all the way around. Like, a part of me feels like this is played seriously, but it obviously was not. I mean, they, I mean, even that end is a gag. Yeah, because they think you, you they think you think that okay we're finally gonna get our kill now and then yeah. they go nope still don't get the kill yeah <laughs> April fool and if you were in Sweden and got a cut of this movie in Sweden you would have seen that uh, the characters would just suddenly disappear they would they would cut out all of the quote unquote kill scenes or anything with graphic content so. That I read some information about it on That's IMDb. Weird. It was like the the Swedish cut of this is just as the movie goes on, characters just continue to disappear and then they all reappear at the end. Well, hey, Jason. What? Whose tagline is it anyway? All right. Taglines here today. Same thing as every week before. I write some, Hollywood writes some, and Eric and Josh get to pick who wrote it. So whose tagline is it anyway? Uh, luckily for me, I had more taglines to choose from because they've had many re-releases of this. Uh-oh. So I'm I was scared. like, yes! Where last week, there was one tagline, and I had to make up all the other ones. And I did fool y'all guys a couple times, but you can see through my shit. And here we go again. And yes, we have been keeping score. Maybe one day we'll have a little counter up here. It's a game where the taglines are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> no, they matter! Because we believe in winning! Good friends, dot, 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 with some time to kill. Real. Real. Josh Josh is over there reading them right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, actually. (laughs) Hollywood wrote it. All right. It's a killer party. (laughs) I like that. I like that, I think it's I want to say it's real. Huh? I say fake. I say real. Uh, it is fake. I wrote it. You like that one, Josh? That was pre- I thought it was pretty I thought good. thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it's good. The party to end all parties. God damn it. Here he goes fake. again. 
Yeah, I'll right. go fake. You're both wrong. Hollywood wrote it. <laughs> the good ones are Jason. The bad ones are Hollywood. That's what I need to change. <laughs> Let's party till you drop dot 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 dead. Fake. fake. I wrote it. You both got it. Last one out is a goner. That's fake. Eric? Yeah, fake. Uh, Hollywood wrote it. What a turd. <laughs> that was, I almost said it was real because it was such shit. It's like Jason couldn't have written this because it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> They're all dying to have some fun. Oh, ah, I like that. that I'm going to say real. God damn it. If this is you, I'm going to be really pissed off. I'm going to go fake. I wrote it. Ah! Well done. That's so two one. of the two of the best ones. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. I'm actually doing a good job here. The joke is on you. Mm, oh, my God. I'm going to say real. I wrote it. <laughs> Eric, you got your ass spanked five to two here, man. We are keeping score besides what fucking Josh says. Eric, God. you suck. But thank you guys <laughs> for thinking uh, a couple of mine were awesome. Thank you. But that's it. Moving on. Let's wrap this up. I mean, the last thing to get to is really just the ultimate reveal of the end, which we've been talking about the whole show. But uh, Eric, as a, <laughs> as a first time watch, how did you feel with the ending? You know, I, I was ready for it. It didn't, you know, it didn't blindside me or anything. I was like, okay, she's backed up to the doors. We're getting a reveal here. It was fun. Um, do you guys think, what do you guys think about its relation? Like, I mean, what do you think about the game in relation to this? You, you, you're a Fincher fan, Josh. Like, this movie ends similarly to the game, you know. I will say as a Fincher fan, the game is probably one of the least watched of Fincher's movies uh, that, I've, uh-huh. that I've watched. But uh, I mean, I can see the relation to it, but um, I I can well, tell you more. Yeah, everything it, that just happened was a trick. Yeah, yeah. And how does that make you feel at the end? It's It's not satisfying completely yeah it's not i mean you you just said it a minute ago this movie needs that final kill or something it it needs that final payoff and i think with it with it being a a, another gag it hurts it ultimately i really think you know you had the whole thing with the jack in the box there at the end you know we found this fate and like you said i think it would have been cool to go off of the the whole baby tape really fucked up nan yeah with the abortion And you get the whole jack in the box and it pops open and you're like, oh, about that time you see a knife come like through her fucking throat, like through from the behind. So you don't even see the killer and you just see somebody looking at her and she falls over. Oh, that would be the you, you give it the basic instinct ending where it's like fucking somebody killed her. You're led to believe it could have been Nan because of all of this shit, but you don't ultimately don't find out who it was that killed her. Anybody or in what if she does the 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 jack in the box and it pops up and it's a baby and then the night so you can kind of assume yeah yeah oh you know what i mean hollywood give us money we want to make this again we want to do it with a24 it comes out it's like <laughs> it's a baby you know tape no again. that would be the a24 <laughs> twist on it is it would be an actual baby crawling out of the fucking jack in the box <laughs> what does it all mean (laughs) we don't know and it just ends 
that's it. It just ends right there with the baby crawling out of the box and it's over. Yeah. You don't have no, no I, I agree that, that, yeah, you needed like a release at the end there, you know, right. we all need for, a release for, at the end. for lack of a better term, <laughs> uh, you know, like, yeah, at the end, you that's need for men that. or women. Y'all always need a release. Nikki yeah. and Nikki and Chaz are the only ones that got a release that weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they pulled a hamstring. So yeah. Pulled a hammy. Trade off. And that's the other thing too, is, you know, you got Kit trying to get with Rob multiple times in this and like, you can like, just the sheer, like, they seem like an old married couple on this island full of kids that are just wanting to be horny all weekend. <laughs> He's like, I'm just not in the mood. But yeah. the best I'm stressed of- out. And, well, they also get interrupted by Skip's floating corpse. But point. that's the thing is it's exactly what Josh has said, and he made that point a number of times. It is definitely a male-female role reversal in this movie. Yeah. Because you got Kit. She's trying to get it on. Yeah. And she even does it. Remember, they even acted out where he's like, no. Yeah, like that's that. fun. They, I they like even, that. They she... flip the script and everything, and I was like, I think it's cool because, like you said, the normal trope for '80s films is is TNA, all the women die except for the final girl, mm-hmm. and you got to have a dumb jock, uh, and you got to have these certain stereotypical stereotypical people, and every but you don't have that because they're yeah. all all of them are spoiled brats that are yeah. somewhat smart going to college. Well, I and, think this movie's a little ahead of its time honestly like yeah. with some of this stuff and not that everything works great not that it would work a whole lot better now but yeah i think it is ahead of its time it's it's poking fun at some things and it's yeah absolutely you know, I, I do think the ending kind of undercuts some some of it yeah. but ultimately these characters are kind of a reaction to you know it's like a post horror film film yeah. where they're, they're looking at at the conventions of horror and or slashes in particular and kind of playing with those things. So yeah. 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 A 24 bloom house, somebody y'all give us a call. We'll write it for you. Jason, <laughs> Jason will write it for you. Well, if you were checking out April fool's day on the rotten tomatoes, you'd see that it has a 55% on the tomato meter, 47% with the audience. That's eh, uh, probably about right. I mean, I can see this movie being a Not split surprising. down the middle. Um, but dude, it, it actually made good money. It was a budget of five million. It made thirteen. It yeah, made its money I was back. surprised to see this wasn't a bomb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes says if you like uh, April Fool's Day, you might also like Curse of Chucky. Jason, you've probably seen that. I have not. I've seen it. Uh, the real horror fan has seen it over here. Old real horror fan. <laughs> oh, he's making fun of you this time, not me. Nope. The Howling Two. <laughs> Hey, now, if my werewolf friends out there, I love the Howling. The Howling 2 is literally, dude, (laughs) hey, I'm talking about all my werewolf movie friends out there. The Howling 2 is all TNA. It's a porn. That's all Howling 2 is, is porn. All right, I'm going to watch. The Howling 2 is going to be on the show soon, guys. Um, (laughs) It's pretty much what I felt like. Yeah, it's, Uh, it's not good. They also recommend Evil Speak. I have not seen that. Okay, I don't see that one. Dead and Buried, which I have seen. I do like that movie. Yeah. And Shut In, I've never heard of. So that's what they recommend if you like April Fool's Day. Got me. But let's go ahead and finish this bad boy up. The good, the bad, the ugly. (laughs) 
Is that your is that your Rob one? You know where he's kind of boring and uh, <laughs> run away, kid. I love you. I love, I love you, you, kid. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> my advisor doesn't think I'm serious. I love Kit too. She's like she. He just said you weren't serious enough. Like she's like, what's the big deal? <laughs> I'll go ahead and start. My good is uh, the twist. I think the twist works in a sense. I think ultimately the movie doesn't work because it doesn't end very well, but I do like the twist that it's actually all a big prank. And I think the movie is a bit progressive for a movie that came out around this time as far as like the homosexuality stuff and all of that. Whatnot. I, we talked about earlier. Uh, the bad is feels too much like a Friday the 13th movie and the continuity is continuity. Say it right. And I didn't have an ugly. I really couldn't come up with anything I could confirm is ugly in this movie. So, Jason, how about you? Uh, my good is just like yours, pretty much. Uh, the twist the, on the first watch, it's it's cool. It's all right, you know. Uh, and I like that. Given the i the idea of the eighties, it it doesn't follow the same tropes, and it's right. a little different. So I give them for thinking outside of the box. Uh, bad after you watch it once, jig is up basically. It's the so, but even though Josh probably watched it 30 times trying to get to Debbie Does Dallas that comes on after it, I don't know because he said it was on a recorded tape, so it's probably the porn that was after it. Uh, I would have been fast forwarding to that, so no, I don't think it was. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, my ugly, it really doesn't hold up. I don't think, I mean, I could see where somebody might want to do it as a remake, maybe do a better job with it and update it. But, and I really don't consider it an eighties horror classic. At no, all. I don't I, consider it a classic either by any means. Yeah. But I've seen it on lists that I've mentioned before where people talk about it and I'm like, eh. but yeah, like I said, it was a little innovative for eighties horror, but I still think it was more comedy than horror. That is a question. Do we think this is a horror movie or a comedy? I would still and say it's a horror movie. You can't cheat by saying comedy harder. Horror. I would still say it's horror, a horror, horror movie. Horror. 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 If they would have killed her at the I end, agree. It's a horror it would have definitely been a horror. That one kill would have made it a horror movie. Yeah. I think it's a horror movie. It just says that it isn't at the end, but it's still a horror movie. Honestly, if you like this movie, I recommend you check out Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, that's a great double bill. Yeah, that's a that's comedy horror for sure. It's like yeah, like and it and it kind of it doesn't do exactly what this movie's trying to do, but it does something similar in a in a very fun way. Like that movie is a a fun I comedy like horror movie. I oh, do yeah. like Tucker and Dale is that's a fun watch yeah. for sure. Yeah, I should call you guys Tucker and Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, all right, Eric. If anything, Jason and I are Tucker and Dale. <laughs> am I right, Jason? I guess. Anyway, I don't know, just visually speaking. Good. How are we going to feel after these beans? <laughs> That's a, that is a great prank. That one, that the comedic timing of that one is spot on for me. Farts are funny. Yes. Farts are funny. Tell my wife. She doesn't think it's funny. I don't know. Uh, bad is Rob. He's boring. Uh, his plight is ridiculous. Who? Uh, exactly. <laughs> and ugly is Nan's toast. Nan's toast fell flat. No one liked it. 
It was awkward. <laughs> Nan, the rice cake nun. <laughs> I will say I had fun watching this for the show, at least. I, like just pointing yeah. out pointing out the stuff in it that's ridiculous and what I like and what I don't like. I think ultimately, like you could take this idea and make something pretty cool out of it if you did it the right way. Uh, they they did do a, a straight to DVD remake of this, which kind of hits all the same beats, but it's different. It's like a different story. Um, I haven't seen it, but straight to DVD that tells you everything you need to know. VOD trash. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a lot of movies, horror movies. I like that don't go into theaters. We know that, Jason. Yeah, we know you like a lot of shit. I do. I know I like a lot of shit. A lot of movies I like, I know are shit. I just enjoy them. And until next time, be kind. Be wise. Before the night is over, somebody's going to pull his wing. You've been listening to the VHS Files podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. It was fun. <laughs> Send your questions, comments, and movie suggestions to VHS Files podcast at gmail.com. Don't you blame the movies? Follow us on all social media outlets at VHS Files Podcast. Movies don't create psychos. Check out our YouTube channel for more content. Movies make psychos more creative. Thanks for listening. Insert hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Insert hot dog. Insert hot. Because that's exactly what they say before you see the hot dog sliding yes. out of the tube. That's true. You're right.